0: They've inhabited fairy tales and folklore for centuries, guarding bridges and stalking dark forests, but is there any truth behind the mythology of trolls? Could they even exist today? In this episode, we're discussing tales of real-life troll encounters. Welcome to Shadowland, everybody. Welcome. This is a podcast that shines a spotlight on stories of the supernatural, mysterious, eerie, and unexplained. Stuff like...
1: Poltergeists.
0: Sprites.
1: Energy vortexes.
0: Giants.
1: Stargates.
0: Vampires.
1: MK Ultra,
0: Underground cities. Time travel. Atlantis.
1: Weird science. Werewolves.
0: Trolls. <laughs> Trolls. <laughs> Stuff like that.
1: Stuff like that.
0: So I'm Christina Callery.
1: And I'm Seth Jablon.
0: And today we're going to be talking about...
1: Trolls.
0: Trolls. Yes.
1: Um, But first, um, I think we're going to try and do some um, news of the day, right?
0: Yeah, we got a new feature. We thought it would be really cool if we started off every episode with news items so anything that's happening in the realm of the weird and strange and eerie and paranormal
1: yep so today I, i've got i've got a story um yeah. i mean it's not like i don't know if it's necessarily paranormal but well it's not but it's well, it doesn't it's kind have of, to be yeah it doesn't have to be it's it's cool though um and that is that they found these fossils of this um giant uh parrot in New Zealand.
0: Wait, what? Yeah. A giant parrot. How right. big is? Three big? feet tall. Wow.
1: Right. So I mean, that's that's Dutch duck up to your hip. That's giant. That's,
0: that's yeah. And so, I, I mean, is this a prehistoric parrot? Or, yeah, or yeah. What? So like, okay,
1: this lived. So they named it um, this. The particular one that they found, Heracles, because it's like so giant. But it was a flightless bird. Um, it lived 19 million years ago, which. Is a long time ago, but it's not, like, that long ago, right? I mean, how old are dinosaurs? When was, like, the Jurassic period? I guess I should know.
0: I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, a while ago, but (laughs) it's 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 been been a few years. But I don't know. I mean, like, I love stuff like this because it's, like, it's, like, the giant birds that uh, lived in New Zealand up until, like, what? Like, the... 1800s or early 1900s or something, right? Uh, or was it in New Zealand? No, it was like Madagascar or something. There's those like massive elephant birds. They were like, I don't know, like six, or seven feet tall, maybe taller than that. They were definitely like would tower over a man, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone ate the eggs because they were so delicious. They would make these like giant omelets. From them. <laughs> and so they went extinct, which is not funny. But it's just interesting that they keep finding these like weird animals i mean we're about to do a a story that you know ostensibly about you know what you could call a cryptid and, and just how some cryptids you know uh um eventually became real creatures when they've actually found them you know and so this parrot was real it you know it, it um lived lived to be 80 years old
0: what did some it eat of
1: the, um other parrots
0: oh
1: <laughs> yeah so it's just a giant parrot running around eating parrots just living life uh i think it lived on yeah it lived on the the new zealand south island so i think it just like um you know sort of like ruled the bird kingdom there i imagine it was like the t-rex of parrots it was it was like the t it was almost more like the brontosaurus cuz it's like it was so huge that you know it couldn't fly so i don't know if it had i don't know if other i don't know was there pterodactyls around 19 million
0: years ago. I just looked up the Jurassic period, and it starts at like 200 200 million million years years ago ago to one five, something like that.
1: So that's pretty long ago. So 19 million is is like in the grand scheme of things, not not that far.
0: It's pretty recent.
1: Pretty recent. Um, Who knows? Maybe there's still some out there running around.
0: That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love that.
1: Um, Okay, cool. So... Yeah, so um, I guess that's the news. Do, unless do do you have something that you want that's to? That's great. Yeah? I love that. No, I
0: don't. But okay, I'm next, time, have next, time. next time. Something for next. We don't have to next do it every time. time sure. Just like
1: when we have. I just saw that and I was like, oh, that that, that seems like it'd be kind of cool to bring up. Um,
0: it's really cool. Thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah, totally. So okay, so trolls, and I think you're going first. Yes.
0: Yes. This time
1: I'm going first. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, go for it
0: yeah I, you know I didn't know a whole lot about trolls in my mind. It was kind of like all jumbled together with ogres and goblins and gnomes and you know yeah, same. all of these fairy tale mythology creatures. Um, but I learned a lot about trolls in my in my research here. Um, and basically, like they've been part of Scandinavian lore for centuries. Like, it goes back to the the Vikings and, like, Norse mythology, which I, I didn't know. Interesting. So, for people who don't know what trolls are, and I, I was one of them, basically, they're kind of described as these giant, super strong creatures. They're not so bright. Um, they started out as um, creatures that fought the Norse gods, but over the years... Um, the mythology kind of a, changed around them. So after the advent of Christianity, um, they gained attributes in the mythology. Like they hated the smell of Christians and the sound of church bells. Right,
1: I heard that
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, another interesting fact is that sunlight can turn them to stone, um, which makes sense because a lot of the local terrain in those areas, the rock formations actually look. Right. Like, they, t- they they have humanoid shapes, so they look like trolls. And we'll post some of those pictures. Um, there are different types of trolls. So there are forest trolls, cave trolls, lake trolls, mountain trolls. I think I was basically mostly aware of the bridge trolls, you know? Yes. That, that, that you know, Well, that definitely made are.
1: it into some of, like, the Grimm's fairy tales and stuff like that, right? Right, with the riddles and all of that, yep.
0: right? Yeah, but... So, um, you know, these days, most people don't believe in trolls anymore. But I guess there's kind of, you know, in Iceland, there's sort of a, a respect, you know, yeah. for they call them the hidden folk. That, so, you know, elves, trolls, all of that. I think they're a little more open minded about whether or not they exist. And I apologize right now. I'm going to butcher the names of that I'm going to mention tonight. Um, I know we have, like, a few listeners in Sweden. (laughs) Yes, yes. I apologize beforehand. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have two stories. And the first one um, is pretty old, takes place in 1846, and it is the tale of the Icelandic sea troll.
1: Oh, cool. Sea
0: troll. (laughs) A sea troll. So in 1846 at some point. I don't have an exact date here. Um, A trader named, and apologies to Icelandic people everywhere, Sig... Trigger Sigurdsson. Totally nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Was walking home at night along a beach in Husavik, Iceland. So this was his usual route. He was It wasn't any place different. He took the same route home quite often. Um, but it's nighttime, and he looks and he sees this strange humanoid creature coming up out of the sea. And as he's watching, it starts heading toward him. And he described it as something that he'd never seen anything like it. It was big, it was gigantic, and it was moving pretty fast. It was, like, sprinting towards him. Whoa. Yeah. So he freaked out, and he ran ran to this nearby hill where he picked up a tree branch to protect himself and kind of, like, use as a weapon if he needed to. And it turns out he did need to because this crazy sea troll caught up with him and attacked him. And he basically got into like a hand-to-hand combat with it what? where he's like fighting and he's using his like tree branch to defend the creature off. And finally he was able to land a good blow on the troll's arm and he hit it so hard that it, you know, he said it broke like at the elbow. So then at this point, the troll howled, ran away and goes back into the sea um, meanwhile, um this guy Sigurdson is Sigurdson. <laughs>
1: we'll go with
0: that. We'll go with Sigurdson. Was left badly injured and with all of his clothes torn and in tatters, but he escaped with his life and his story became local legend and eventually turned into troll folklore.
1: Wow. So that's a really intense story. Like, you It know, is an intense story. It's like, it's like with
0: a battle with a troll.
1: Totally. It's like a battle. It's not like, oh, this one dude like thought he saw this behind a tree or something. <laughs> it's like, no, this like they attacked him out of the sea.
0: Something came and attacked something
1: him. Something came yeah. and attacked him and then went back in. Um, wow, that's crazy. You said it was in the 1800s or something? Yes,
0: 1846. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. So, like, I mean, old enough that it's like an old story, but also like, you know, Recent enough to have been recorded or recorded in some way, or, or at least folklore around then, and you know I don't know when it was first recorded, but
0: yeah, I found this on the Reykjavik uh, grapevine. Oh, cool! By the way, yeah, so it was kind of like a deep dive to try right, and find right. some troll stories. So you and I both found that there there aren't a lot of troll accounts out there.
1: Right. They're mostly um, like mi- mostly like mythological, and then the re- more recent ones are they're very varied, right?
0: Yeah. Um, but that being said, apparently there are still a lot of reports like, you know, people tell the cops, oh, I've seen this troll, um, but it just apparently hasn't made it onto the internet or something. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Right. We'll check back. We'll check back in. A, in we a will. <laughs> and,
0: and actually, if you have a good troll story, please send it yes. to us.
1: Yes, please.
0: Shadowlandpodcast at gmail.com. We
1: have a troll story.
0: So my second story kind of is sort of like a hybrid uh, troll alien. It, it awesome. kind of, you know, touches on both. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, like, tell the story. And I think at a later time when we're doing aliens again, this needs to go into greater detail because okay. there there were a lot of crazy things happening in it. Oh,
1: cool. Okay, great.
0: So this took place on January 7th at Around 5 p.m. in 1970 in in Imjarvi, Finland. Um, So, uh, two men one was a farmer and his name was Esko Viljo. Uh, He was 38 years old. And the other one was a forester named Arno Hainanen. He was 36. And they were skiing. Um, It's dark out, it's winter. In Finland and you know by 5 p.m. you know it's basically nighttime um, and they were both I guess competitive skiers they were really good at it and this was something that they had done often because they took the same route so they would come down this little hill to a glade where they often took a break and um, basically it, w- it was really cold out minus 17 Celsius and windless. so those are the conditions um, and they saw this bright light in the sky that approached them, and it was emitting a weird buzzing noise. Um, and it, they described it as being around 10 feet wide, metallic, with a flat bottom, so it kind of sounds like your standard flying saucer shape. Um, and then it was covered in this strange luminous reddish gray mist at first. So it has like this strange reddish fog attack- attached to it. And it descended to about 10 to 12 feet over the ground, at which point the buzzing sound stopped. And Heinonen said that it was so close he could have touched it with his ski pole. So it's obviously coming down to meet with them or something. And at this point, it shot out a powerful beam of light through an opening in its center at the bottom of the craft. And this light lit up an area. Um, they described the diameter as being around three feet across in the snow. And then at this point, the reddish mist descends again. And when it cleared, the men could both see that about standing about 10 feet away, a three-foot-tall humanoid creature was there in the beam of light, and in its hands it's carrying a black box that has a pulsating yellow light on it, and um, this is interesting, the way they describe it. So it kind of, the reason why it's included with troll stuff is because it looked sort of troll-like. They said it had like a pale waxen face, it had like a hooked nose and pointy ears, Um. Its outfit was pretty interesting. It had on light green coveralls. Um, I love some coveralls, yeah, right. so like,
1: <laughs> so specific.
0: Yeah, yeah, with darker green knee boots, white gauntlets, and a conical metal hat. Sounds kind so, of
1: fresh. Sounds like a kind of fresh outfit.
0: It really does, and I'll, it's like a space troll.
1: Yeah, well, you gotta look good if you're gonna be a space troll.
0: Um, so basically there are different accounts here and I think we need to go into more detail at a later point you know I'll bring the you know some of the details forward but for right now basically they wake up on the mountainside they had some fuzzy memories of what happened but it wasn't super clear and basically what both men remembered were encountering these troll like creatures and um you know, being surrounded by them in a room. And uh, both men actually needed medical treatment for sunburns afterward. Oh, wow, it like the radiation
1: from the light or whatever,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, despite it being like like wintertime and basically like sunset or nighttime. Um, And, you know, experts said that their burns could be consistent with radiation exposure. Um, so one of them, Heinenen, reported acquiring psychic powers after the encounter. Whoa. uh, which he attributed to an implant that these beings placed in their heads. So <laughs> that's what Love I it. have from my troll stories.
1: <laughs> Love it. that was great. We should definitely do a space troll uh uh episode specifically.
0: Space trolls, okay.
1: Because I mean, it's not. It's actually not the. F- I mean, when we first started talking about doing the trolls, I thought about that too. Because um, Whitley Strieber. I don't know if you read any of his books, the communion books at all.
0: I think I did, or I think well, I think I read communion when I was yeah younger.
1: Okay, so well, in communion, and probably I think there's you know he wrote a bunch of them, but um, he talks about like you know his encounters with. These aliens, like I think, you know, the gray alien, I think is specifically the one, but that they had this sort of cast of blue troll-like beings that helped them that were like their helpers. They were like they were the sort of like worker class. And so sometimes he would be escorted out of his bedroom by these like blue troll-like, and he said they were like kind of, you know, very squat
0: troll like creatures.
1: Isn't that crazy though? Did they have like,
0: green jumpsuits on?
1: I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember. But I think they did wear like some sort of like coverall or, or a jumpsuit or something like that. I don't remember mm-hmm. like the color or anything like that, but I'm sure they wore wear more than one color but uh, but yeah I mean just like that's so interesting that I mean that there is a little bit of crossover there and you know as I was looking at like gnome stories and stuff like that there's some connected with that and obviously the Kelly Hopskinsville uh, encounter that we did um, you know they they describe them as uh, I think goblins or something like that but you know that there's these connections at least in sort of some of the, um, the more recent um, stories about you know, people likening these creatures to these beings that sort of come out of the sky or ball lightning and just, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, just like um, kind of thinking about how these could potentially be connected. I think that's pretty interesting territory because, you know, if these people did actually see this stuff, you know, what what was it they that they were seeing? You know, there's not, there could only be one truth behind that.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I think with some of this phenomena, things, you know, over time, different phenomena that happen get sort of lumped together in different ways, right? Like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do a story here in a, in a minute that's, you know, even a different take on sort of the trolls. And so, yeah.
0: you know, these names, they kind of... It's like contemporary of, trolls. Right, you're contemporary be doing. trolls,
1: yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just like, you know, they're, they're sort of, uh, uh, you know, one set with sort of one culture and people. And then that word gets translated over... You know, describes another phenomenon. It may, may or not be the same one, or you know what I mean. So, but there is something interesting about, I think, more about the commonalities um, that are sort of found than you know what sets them apart. But that was really interesting. I liked. I really like both of those. Okay, uh, so are you ready for me to do my story? I can't wait. All right, let's do it. So, uh, my story is about. Uh, the Road Troll. The
0: Road Troll.
1: Yes. Uh, I love how love specific it. this is. And, you know, I don't know if there's any Scandinavia or Icelandic legend about, specifically about roll trolls. I don't know if you came across any. There is a road troll road in Norway. It seems to be a thing
0: in Norway. where they hang out by roads. It like is? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, this one is about a series of sightings in America. So I guess this would be the American road troll. Road troll. Um, so the The first story starts in um, nineteen eighty one with a man named Gary Durbin. Um, and he was a trucker from Effingham, Illinois. I think I said that right. Um, so basically it starts um, with him driving through uh, the Tyson Mountain range in Arkansas. Um, and he was uh, he was um, driving to Chicago carrying chickens. I don't know why, but I I like that detail. (laughs) I love that. Truck full of chickens. Um, And so it was, you know, obviously very loud. What's that? Yeah. Sounds loud. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It it was very late at night, and he was on this like super remote um, road, as many mountain roads are, uh, with lots of hairpin turns, you know, probably a pretty uh, scary place to be, you know, even for a seasoned trucker. Um, but basically, all of a sudden, he comes upon what he thinks is this homeless man standing um, in the dark at one of the turns. And he's just, like, standing there. And so, you know, I mean, that that sight alone has got to be kind of pretty creepy.
0: Yeah, that would be really creepy. You know,
1: just driving by yourself through some mountain road and there's just anybody standing there is pretty creepy. But um, the way he describes him is even creepier. And he describes him as um, disheveled, hairy. Uh, and with a wooden peg leg.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but. Well, I mean, that's a, it's, such it's, a, like, sp- it's Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, It's very specific. I um, think he needed your giant prehistoric parrot.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so he keeps, well, anyway, so he sees this guy and he's like, okay, this is, you know, he thinks to himself, this is some kind of like mountain man or something like that. And, or maybe someone trying to get run over or whatever. And he doesn't think too much about it. He keeps going, drives on into the night. Um, So he makes his way to a truck truck stop farther down the road where he like sort of stops for some coffee. And then he he continues on uh, past the Missouri uh, state line where he eventually stops at a rest stop, Um, you know, does his thing there. And as he's pulling out, uh, you know, on the back onto the on ramp onto the highway, uh, he again sees the hairy peg-legged man just standing uh, in the road staring at him. Right, and so that this time, this this sight really shocks him. Right, it's so he's either weird.
0: hitched a ride.
1: Well, that's what he thinks at or first,
0: or something, or
1: something else. Right, yeah. and so you know, it's 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 pretty odd that you know he would, even if he hitched a ride, that he would make it there ahead of them. and would be sort of standing there waiting for him. Certainly conceivable, right? If he hitched a ride with another trucker, he did stop along the way. Could have happened, right? Anyways, but still, like I feel like with a lot of these stories, there's this. You know, you, know, um, you know, I live in New York City. You lived here for a long time, too. Like, you know, you see people, homeless people and stuff like it's, it's, you know, um, you don't get a sense of the paranormal. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's it's like when you see, an, uh, um, you know, someone on the side of the road. I'm sure that's a much more shocking experience. But what, what I took away from a lot of these stories is there's this feeling of something else. Going on, yes. And so,
0: There's a name for that, actually. I think. Oh, really? It's numinous. I believe. Numinous. Yeah. I've never heard that
1: before. Whoa. Um, so what? Well, anyways, but um, basically, again, he sort of lets this go. The thing is that um, he proceeds to see this man or whatever this thing is over the next uh, few years, five different times in several different states. Uh, ranging from Arkansas to Texas, to Missouri, to Mississippi, and as far down as Florida. So, you know, again, you could certainly imagine someone walking around the territory, but, you know, with, with a peg leg, it's, you know, it seems a little odd. It seems a little unlikely, you know, especially if someone's, you know, living off the forest or living off, you know, um, you know, or if they are homeless and they're, you know, not seen in other towns nearby that they're He's only sighted on the side of the road. That's very odd, right? Especially someone with a peg leg walking around that part of the country. You would think there would be more uh, sightings of this of this, you know, um, person or creature, or whatever, um, outside of you know being beside of the road um, in towns and such. But again, certainly conceivable. But um, so there's more stories, however, of this of this um um being and uh, a, a number of them are um are chronicled in um uh, jerry d coleman's book uh, strange highways and i think he did a he did a second book more strange highways which i haven't read but um i've read a, a number of excerpts from them um ab- about this uh
0: so this what are they troll. like true true stories of crazy events that happen along the highway or
1: well specifically about um uh this peg leg man right oh so so there's a number of there's a number of other accounts so um i'm going to read you a couple before i do i'm just going to read you what uh um uh durbin had to say what his description of this of this guy was and he says it's he stands um six to uh six and a half feet uh his peg is just below his right knee made of wood. Um, He's always seen by the road towards the evening, just past a rest area or truck stop leaning towards the road, only moving his head a little very long hair and beard, light Brown in color covering his entire face, except the eyes, Um, which is that, I mean, that's pretty hairy face, right? Uh, Old type Mm -hmm. clothes ripped and torn. um, And they always seem like the same clothes. Right. So, um, and then the creature carries, a little hobo type pouch with him always, which <laughs> I love that detail. Like too. on a stick? I imagine that's a hobo type pouch, right? I, that's that's what I'm picturing at least. Um, so, um, you know, it's it's sort of uncanny that, you know, a lot of these sightings um, that happened uh, after this, they all describe this person or being the same way, right? And so, you know, again, you're like, oh, well, you know if this is the same guy obviously would be but you know you think over the course of 20 years someone in that condition the clothes would change they would appear to get older they would hunch do you know what i mean like a six foot tall hobo living in the you know with a peg leg walking around uh the south for 20 years with a hobo pouch you would imagine there'd be some mileage on that (laughs) but anyways um so um in 1983, Coleman, um, the writer of that book, uh, he na- um, interviewed a woman named Barb from Deplaine, Iowa, I think I'm saying that right, um, who had a story. Um, she claimed that she went on a road trip uh, to Alabama to see her sister. And they met up on this um, interstate uh, by Green Pond. Um, and there they saw this wild looking man uh, beside the side of the road um they they described him again as being about six feet tall with very long hair that hung in his face and clothes that looked uh as if a car dragged them right as well as a wooden peg leg and those are those are her words which i think is interesting um she later felt that this the sighting sort of freaked them out and they kind of like i think left early right and so later she sees this um this event as being some sort of warning to a potential disaster. So apparently after, and maybe this is just a bit of synchronicity here, uh, apparently after seeing him, um, they they go home and they actually arrive back three hours earlier than they had planned. And so when um, they returned, they had found her sister's son had fallen out of a tree and gotten a, a very severe compound fracture, right? which was, you know, uh, uh, you know, a compound fracture, the bones actually like sticking through the skin and he's Ugh. profusely bleeding. And so um, since they had returned early, they were actually able to rush him to the hospital without further event. But imagine if they got there three hours later and he was helpless, you know, there, it certainly could have been disastrous.
0: So basically his appearance was like a good... Or helpful in some way. Was
1: helpful in some way, right? And it kind of, or just this sort of warning of potential disaster, right? Like sort of reminds me of the, of, you know, how a lot of people see the Mothman, right? As Mm -hmm. this like thing that sort of shows up at these moments. Um, And so I think the guy who wrote this book also sort of has this feeling, a lot of people have this feeling that like, it's a significant thing to see this creature or whatever this is, Um, uh, you know, and so- on through the years there's more and more sightings um even up until 2003 when a pastor named uh, jim washington uh saw this man or what he described as a creature limping along the highway as he drove along uh to, to a church service and he's like you know he looks like the guy's in need so he turns around to to go find um to find him and it's vanished so um just another sort of telling of this. Um, of, of whatever this thing is. And so um, I don't know. I mean, you know, the the, tr- the word troll, I don't know, somehow gotten in there. I don't know if this thing's a troll, a vagrant, a ghost, you know, some type of weird hallucination. Yeah, was there any
0: reason why they decided it was a troll? Was there anything about that the facial never, features or?
1: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, it's a wild man, that it's this very tall and sort of hairy and, you know, it looks. Yeah, the hairy Or he part. looks, you know, sort of not altogether human um you know that's sort of wearing sort of tattered clothes and you know um i imagine you know the side of that might look very sort of troll like or so i don't know if there was if it was much more than that you know if it could have been just the sort of trucker lingo you know that sort of coined it into legend but um you know uh, there's certainly something that people are seeing you know and again it could be simple as, as a person but um, mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's eerie, right? The whole or a thing, ghost. is, or ghosts. ghost, or a ghost. You know, there are, you know, haunted roads. I think in like Scotland and in America, where people see recurring, uh, um, you know, ghosts along a side of the road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't be the first time that something like that happened, but, you know, uh, it's it's sort of all over the country. It seems kind of odd.
0: Yeah, and it's the same figure. Like described in the same fashion.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like as if it hadn't aged, and you know. Right. Yeah. But the wooden leg is by just by different
0: people. Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's like this wooden leg. Like, what's that about? Like, you know, when did people stop having wooden legs? You know,
0: I need to look into that. I need to look into that because now I, you know, a, you know, I, you, you think things like you know, old sea captain or pirate or something like that having a, having a peg leg, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what what, what this, but, like, it's just one of those interesting phenomena that, like, it's so hard to categorize, right? And people, you know, put words on it and they they sort of stick. Um, But that there's this phenomena that's happening, you know, over the course of decades that doesn't seem to be really going anywhere. And so I'm interested, um, you know, to see what, you know, in 10 years are people still going to be seeing... um, you know, it's kind of like spring Heel Jack or something. Ooh, we got to do it. We should do it. Definitely do an episode of him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, where it's like people see him over the course of like 100 years and stuff, you know? Yeah. And then like, are these stories just connected tangentially? Are, are they just similar stories? And then they get fused together in, into one person. But anyways, that is the story of the American Road Troll. Love
0: that. Cool. That's really cool. So what do you think, Seth? what do you think about the troll i don't know know. i mean
1: i mean from what you know i i don't necessarily know even know what a troll i mean i know what we know what we've we've discussed about what a troll is mythologically i don't know Mm -hmm. what that equates in terms of like anything you know specific or real but i don't know this thing this, this sounds like some type of phenomena maybe it's some sort of ghost or spirit of some kind you know not necessarily like a ghost of a person but some sort of like supernatural entity or something like that i don't know or just some yeah i'm almost thinking know, like ghost with
0: this one because yeah, it, yeah. You know, just because of the way that it's you know appearing
1: but usually those never changes haunted... the
0: way it looks yes and, yeah.
1: but a lot of those like road hauntings they're in the spot where the d- sort happened. of death occurred they don't from what I, I mean, the, not that, you know, I'm a, you know, any sort of expert on the subject, but that, you know, all the ones I've heard, they're, like, at a specific spot. Not that there's this ghost wandering around the American highway. So that seems, I don't know, to put it in a different category to me.
0: hmm Although, so, honestly, like, if you were a ghost, wouldn't you want to wander around? You wouldn't want to just, like, hang out on the same stretch of road? Wouldn't that be really boring? I guess that is
1: true. I guess if, if you have, like... You, know, you think of ghosts being like stuck in houses and stuff. So it's like,
0: yeah, it's like you can be
1: like a traveling, you know, hobo ghost, you know, right. why not?
0: Riding the rails. <laughs> yeah.
1: Seeing America all over again. Yeah, why not? Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, those this were fun. That was fun. I, I enjoyed that one. I like I feel like we learned some stuff and
0: Yeah, me too. And know. actually I would yeah. love if if there's anybody out there that has a good troll story, I'd love to read more. I was kind of bummed that there weren't more, yeah. Actual I there would be reports.
1: Yeah, same. Because I know
0: they happen.
1: I'm sure if we dug around, that there, there would there would be some. But yeah, a lot of them were sort of all kind of all over the place, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. like I found some stuff about gnomes, and they were all like super specific. And yeah, there's of, a
0: lot of gnome. There's stuff. a lot of
1: gnome stuff, so we're definitely going to do a gnome,
0: yeah,
1: gnome episode, but. Um... Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, send us your stories. Um, uh, our email at shadowlandpodcast.gmail, right? Yes, that's it. Cool. And um, we got some uh, coming up. We're going to do Spooktober, right? That's yes, what... Spooktober is <laughs> coming. <laughs> so so we got it's some
0: sp- all spooky stories. All
1: spooky. We got some special episodes coming. I think multiple ones for, for October. So um, it'll be fun. We're looking forward to it.
0: Definitely. And um, if you have any ghost stories, uh, please send them along. We'd love to include them in a listener episode.
1: Even ghost stories of someone that, one of your friends that told you, you can tell us. <laughs> they don't have to be, they, we'll, we'll, we'll take second and third hand ghost stories. Definitely. Yeah. And I just <laughs> want
0: to mention before we say goodbye, um, I had something kind of weird happen. Uh, for the last episode, we did synchronicity. Oh, yeah. And you had something that was pretty synchronous. Yes. That had to do with the episode. Maybe you should just like tell people because I had something too. After oh, the yeah? Fact. oh, yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, just that like um, the, the story we had done previously about the time travelers uh, and uh, um, Air Marshal Sir Victor Goddard. Uh, was used by um, by Carl Jung as an example of synchronicity, about specifically clairvoyance, not the story I told, but the one about him um, you know, being at a party and someone having this dream. And so that was just a bit of synchronicity in a episode about synchronicity. So that was yeah, kind of cool. you're, you're, <laughs> Yeah, <you're, laughs>
0: your story is aligned. It like, so um, one of the stories I did was the West End Baptist Church explosion, Um, from 1950, where basically all of the choir members were late for different reasons, and they all survived what would have been certain death uh, when a church exploded in Nebraska. Um, I had never heard of this story until I researched it, and just a few days later, I put on, like, an old, random episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Guess what they were doing?
1: Oh, crazy.
0: Yeah. So...
1: Wow, wow. So there was Synchronicity. This, like you just like turned on the TV and it was like literally them doing this story that you hadn't thought yes. about or for a long time or whatever. That I'd
0: never known about.
1: Oh, that you had never even known about. Right, right. No. Nope. And out that of is all of
0: the simplicity. Unsolved Mystery episodes, I happened to pick that one. So yeah, pretty
1: that's crazy. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, cool. I'm glad you shared that. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I feel good. Do you feel good about this episode? I feel pretty
0: good. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, cool. So I guess until next time.
0: All right. See you later.
1: See ya. Bye.
0: Bye.